0: Bible. Let's turn to the word in Ephesians chapter one. Hallelujah! Let's just go to the word. It's almost eleven o'clock. We can start now. Praise God! I appreciate the praise team helping us, helping us, helping us, helping us. Y'all know we need help. Our natural flesh, our minds, our souls don't just naturally go there. But uh, boy, if we have help, any kind of help, we 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 go there quickly. Amen. To worship and praise Him. To bless him. Ephesians chapter 1, let's read it together. Are you there? Verse 3, page is turning. It's New Testament. Hallelujah. Verse 3, ready, read. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Well, I want you to know the word hath there. It's a little strange, but it means past tense. It means it's already happened. Well, spiritual blessings. Well, if you get spiritual blessings, everything natural is in the spiritual. If he said he'd given you all natural blessings, then they can come and go. But when you have all the spiritual blessings, then everything that's natural, everything you need is already in there. Hallelujah. Well, we've been talking about some things, and I can't get loose from uh, uh, when, when's the last time you did something for the first time. I'm telling you, we need to stay there until you know, until the brook runs dry, and then we'll go find us a widow and camp out at her place. But until then, we ought to just drink and drink about when's the last time you did something for the first time. Well, for some of you to come to a church like, like this, you look back and you go, boy, that was scary. Boy, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to ha- was going to happen. I just, you know, but you know we have a 100% survivor rate. It, you know, we have lost nobody in that. And so, praise God, we're just going to keep going with it. We, we've we just been doing things for the first time. Amen. And we pierce through, we break through, and it gets easier after the first time. It's not like we thought. It's always easier. God helps us get through the first time. How many of y'all have done, since we started this two weeks ago, done something for the first time? Hallelujah. Well, amen. I believe everybody in here is just taking a step. Just took a step out there. Instead of just circulating where you are, just, woo, cir- <laughs> hallelujah, just taking a step out there, taking a step out there, just going somewhere you've never gone before so you can do something you've never done before, so you can have something you've never had before. It takes you taking a step. Well, God, if he wants me to have it, no, you've got to take a step you got to take and, and, the, and, the, and when you take a step, it's called the first step. You know, I know you know that, but it's the second one. We're not ever concerned about it. It's that first step that we're going, ooh, buddy. Remember in Indiana Jones in that movie where he's out there on the cliff, and he's got to get to the other side, and, and, and he has to take that step, and he, he steps out there, and all of a sudden, there's a place for him to walk. Don't you all watch a little science fiction every once in a while? Hallelujah. Little movie. And he walks out there. Well, that's the way it is in faith. You just got to believe the word and just, it doesn't feel like it. The doctor can't confirm it. The money's not there. And you just, but you take it for the first step. And all of a sudden, God rushes in and pulls up underneath you and makes a way where there seems to be no way. And all of a sudden, you turn around and say, see, that wasn't so hard. (laughs) You were petrified, but all of a sudden, you're the big guy on the block. Well, amen. We've talked about keeping the main thing the main thing. That it is the main thing to keep the main thing the main thing. And we got to keep this first thing in, fr- in front of us. The first time is always important. God uses it in his word. He talks about the first time. Actually, there's a law called the law of first mention. Say first mention. First mention. And what that law is, it's a Bible law. It's, a, uh, it's, a, it's how we uh, work in the Bible. The law says this, that the sooner that any doctrine, principle, or law of God is mentioned in the Bible the greater weight and importance that it has. So if you don't find it until you're over there in, uh, in Malachi or something, you know, it's like, well, that wasn't that hot. But the f- sooner it's mentioned to Genesis 1-1, the more important it is in the things of God. Amen. So it's called the law of first mention. Uh, God always speaks to us. How does he speak to us? Well, if he spoke to us like most parents teach their children and train their children, where they, they holler at them over and over and over again, we'd need a hearing aid because we'd be blowed out in our spiritual ears. But God speaks to us and expects us to obey the first time he speaks in a still, small voice. He expects us to move the first time he speaks. We sing a song that your word is enough. It's all I need. Amen. God uh, uh, had David defeat the Goliath giant. But you know what happened after he was the first one to step up? It says that everybody in the camp, all of Solomon's army, they said, yeah, we can do that. And so they ran after the Philistines, and they whipped all the Philistines like they were something special. But if you go over in chapter 16, you'll find out that everybody was in their tent, hunkered down, saying, this is my last day. I'm going to write a letter to my sweetheart because it's going down today. But David stepped out and took the first step. And he whipped him, and everything was easier. Say it was easier. See, so after you take the first step, after somebody pierces through, after someone knocks down the wall, everybody can come in through the wall. Well, I praise God for people, men and women in the body of Christ that over the years have broke through the wall by just being bold to speak about healing. Because we were raised in a in a in a I mean over, there's been a cynicism in America and across the world concerning the things of God and the baptism of the Holy Ghost came into about 1903 1901 and you know we have a Susa Street and someone uh, Reverend Parham uh, just just was bold and he pierced through in our generation and made a way he was the first one but now it's just easy to get filled with the Holy Ghost it's just so easy just oh it's hard no it's not hard just Believe you receive. Just say, Lord, I need the Holy Ghost. And there he is. And you know, Brother uh, Oral Roberts and others, you know, breaking through in the 40s and just making healing so easy. They said that back then that was the easiest thing in the world to get people healed. And then Brother Copeland and others, of course, there's others, but just ministering on prosperity. And we don't know. Now we, we, we can look back but to know how he was persecuted and how he was ostracized and how he was put down about, you know, money and all that thing. But now we're free in churches and free to read books and get tape sets. There was no tape sets back then. There was no books back then. You had to be in the meeting with the man to hear about prosperity. But now he's broke through. And what he did first, we can do every day. We can just prosper because God wants us to and somebody broke through. We know that the, the children of Israel walked around Jericho first and then the walls fell down. Well, Lord, if you want the walls to fall down, you can just knock them down. He said, Let's take a hike. <laughs> Hut two, three, four, all the way around. Let's take another lap. Let's take a third lap. Let's praise the Lord while we go. Amen. Well, nothing's happening. Well, it will you got to go first. Naaman dipped seven times. What's dipping seven times in the muddy Jordan got to do with leprosy? You had to go dip first. And, you know, he argued, and he said, Lord, let's get the miracle first, and after I see that, we'll go dipping. The Lord said, let's go dip first. The prophet did. So sometimes you got to go dip in the river before you can do it. you got to go do something that's unrelated. you got to obey God with where you are so you can get something of where you're not. To get something you need, you're going to have to give up something that you have. This is real good preaching, (laughs) y'all. This is real good. It's going to help you before I get finished. We could finish now if you wasn't so not headed and just get it all at once, but we'll just keep going. Amen. Moses raised his rod over the Red Sea. It looked pretty tough. You ever been in a tough spot where you're surrounded and there is no way out, apparently? And the Lord doesn't, He doesn't say, Listen, I, I get all the men to stand against the Pharaoh and, and raise up a wall and put this rock over. No, He said, Raise your stick. Lord, you know, this is going to take more time than we really have. And the Bible says in Psalms that, that God had already made a path through the Red Sea. Little secret information that He had not told just everybody. And all of a sudden, when Moses raised his rod, He raised it first, then the road was opened. It wasn't that the water cleared. He just had to do that to show the road. It was the road that was the big deal. Isn't God cool? The Shunammite woman had to say, what did she say before she got her son delivered? Let's say it together. All is well. There's some things you got to do first before you can get to where you need and want to go. You got to step out and do some things that are seemingly unrelated to your victory in order to see and hold and Lay, lay into your victory. Things that you go, God, let's, let's work on the problem, Lord. Let's work on the situation. We, you're, we're wasting time over here. This thing needs to be dealt with. And you know, the Lord's dealing with it right there. Remember the first time you raised your hands in church? These concrete blocks, cranes. <laughs> And you thought they were like windmills and, and, you know, everybody was looking, look, look, he's raised his what? It's no big deal now. We just raise them because we just can't help it. We, we, it's not something like there's a little card up here, everybody, you know, like the teleprompter that says, raise, and everybody. Whoosh. No, we just are in love with Jesus, and it's just our natural response. It's every, every, it's every believer's natural response to raise their hands. The Bible talks about that being true worship in the New Testament. Raising holy hands. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1.12. You're right there. Let's just look in verse 12. That we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. I'm real thankful that my grandmother on my mother's side... First trusted in Christ. I don't know the whole story about grandmother Nims, but I know she was she whipped everybody into going to Sunday school and church. We we went to First Baptist Church O'Donnell, Texas, and uh, and you know I can't say where it all happened, but I can tell you I was born again right after that because she believed God first. You just don't ever know the path you're clearing by doing something first. You're doing it for you, but. It just goes on and on and on. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, let's look at just a couple of scriptures here, and then I'll loose you and let you go free. Hallelujah. Chapter 8, verse 5 of 2 Corinthians. There's some things about being first, of doing some things first. The last time, when's the last time you did something for the first time? That's what we're looking at. It says here in verse 8, uh, verse 5, And this they did not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. They first gave them. So there's a priority thing. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. They gave themselves to the Lord first. People want God to do something first. Well, Lord, if you'll do this, well, then I'll do that. Lord, if you'll get me out of this foxhole, I'll serve you all the days of my life. You know that prayer does not work, but you know God's so merciful he'll do it on the credit. He'll just do it on the credit. And most of those guys, they get out of the foxhole and they go, whoo, I'm sure glad that the Germans quit shelling. I'm sure glad. And they never give God the glory, but you know they're out of the foxhole. It's good to give yourself to the Lord first. That's what we're doing here. This is all we're doing. When a Christian wakes up every morning, what's on his life, what's on everybody's life, but what's on your life and my life is priorities. There's more to do, there's more that needs to be done in any day than can be done. You can't just say, I'm going to do it all today. There's just not enough of you or day to do it. So you have to decide, what am I going to do first? And what you decide about doing first sets the agenda, sets the, 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 the list for the whole day. Amen. Amen. So first is important. Well, we're talking about an order there, but now we need to talk about just of jumping in there. Uh, this, this turned, go back to Matthew 25. This they did first, Paul said, and then they did it unto the Lord, and then they did it unto us. Matthew 25. What these people did that Paul commended them for, the Corinthians, well, no, actually... That wasn't the Corinthians there. That was about uh, the Macedonians. Yes, got that wrong. Macedonians, and he was just talking about them, how, how they gave. They gave beyond their own ability. They just gave. It, it wasn't like, well, we got this little stash fund over here that we're believing for a new washing machine. We can give you that. It says they gave beyond their ability. They gave, they, they gave their Walmart money. Woo. <laughs> no, they gave, they gave everything. They just said... They didn't consider tomorrow. They just said, here, we've got this. And Paul said, these are good folks, and it'll be well with them. But here in Matthew 25, this story that we always read about the man, the master and his three servants, it says in verse 15, and to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. So he gave his living because he was... He gave his livelihood, and he went on. And it says, how did he decide between the five and the two and the one? It says, to every man according to his several ability. Well, if you look that word up, that's the word in the Greek that's called dunamis. It We translate it power, dynamite, and, and all that. But the other word for that, the definition for that, is the word capacity. Say it with me. Capacity. So you can you have a capacity in your spiritual life. Did you all know that almost... That most Christians never even take the top off of their potential, off of their capacity. Actually, when we talk about potential, we're talking about what God has called each one of us to do in our one and only life. But our capacity is how we develop or how we walk toward that, how we begin to do things and faithful over little, to become master over much. We enlarge our capacity. In other words, if you never read the Bible, even though you may be called to be a prophet or an evangelist, if you never read the Bible or if you never get saved, then you'll never develop your capacity. He could give you a Bible. He could give you scriptures. He could give you a message. He could put you in front of people, but you couldn't do anything with it because you hadn't developed. It's on you to develop your capacity. And so we have to, we have to, it's not just a matter of the natural side of saying, well, Lord, what do you want me to do? There's that side, but first there's the the side that just says, do what's in front of you to do, and then I'll give you more. (laughs) So there's the side that just says, go to church. Well, I'm waiting on a word from the Lord, whether, what to do. Get out of bed on Sunday. That's the word of the Lord. Get thee up out of thy land, and travel to a far country, and thou shalt be blessed. He doesn't have to talk to us about that. That's that's the first thing. But when you get here saying, God, I'm here, but, you know, we just sing, and he preaches, and I got this situation. There's nobody knows about it, and I could be home studying on this. And all of a sudden, from heaven, through somebody natural, maybe even messing around a little bit, just kidding and jumping and everything, the answer falls into our life. We have to develop our capacity. you got to be on it. We're all on something, but if you're not on the things of God, you're behind. You're behind if you're not on the things of God. Well, I just, you know, uh, no, no, no. Just because nobody comes up and shakes you, get filled with the Holy Ghost. Get healed in your life. Oh, well, since nobody's just really shaking you with that, you may just say God's not requiring it. He absolutely is requiring it. it's real good preaching hallelujah so we got to get the first things first and we got to do some things for the first time right now oh i know you had yeah amen amen (laughs) praise god we got to do some things so what's that got to do with anything i'm telling you when you do that you're over there further you have you have narrowed the gap to what you're called to do It, it isn't all something that anybody knows about either Sometimes people put $100 in the offering, and you just know. I mean, you just know. You just, you just know. Nobody said it's not marked. You just know. They're enlarging their capacity. They're doing something for the first time. Amen. They've never done that before. It's not a big hoopla thing. Ooh, I did something. No, it's just they get over there, and they've, they've opened up a new room in their life. There's, there, now they have a potential, they have a capacity for God to bring them $1,000 because they were willing to, for the first time in their life, just not because the pastor's up there, oh, we got to have this, and oh, we need that, and y'all help us do this. No, just, just everything, everything's cool. And you just say, Lord, I'm going to press in. I'm going to go to another room. I'm going to do something for the first time right now. You know, I'm not saying you can't do that when somebody's, pulling on you and, and exhorting you and you know and there's a need a genuine need and, it, and everyone ought to get in it but the highest thing is when you just say i'm so hungry to go on to get big to to fulfill my assignment to to know more i'm blessed here yes lord this is fun cool i love my church i love my family i love what you've done but lord i want to tap you So when's the last time you did something for the first time? Well, that's too long, as the commercial says. We ought to have something new on the agenda. As soon as we conquered something yesterday for the first time, <laughs> did that, praise God. What's, what's new today, Lord? Not resting. Not resting on yesterday. Woo yeah, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Ooh, yeah, I led someone to Jesus. Well, praise God, that's good, that's awesome. But what are we going to do today? sure is quiet in this Presbyterian church. Hallelujah. Praise God. James chapter 2. Let's go to James chapter 2. These men qualified themselves for more. These men in Matthew qualified themselves for more. They qualified themselves by, by reacting. Listen, listen. By reacting to what they heard and saw. You qualify yourself for more. When you react to what you hear and what you see. Now, I'll give you a secret this morning. God's talking to you right now. He talked to you this morning. you shaving off that thing on your face, that rug, you're just, and God was talking to you. Not about where to shave, you know, get that little corner over here. He was talking to you about your life. He's talking to you as you're sweeping the floor, vacuuming the floor, cooking those pancakes for those babies. He's talking to you when you're going to work. He's talking to you about your life. But just like a radio that's going all the time, you have to turn the the receiver on. I've never failed, you know, if if everything works normally, to turn on, you can turn on your radio, and and, uh, there's something on every station mostly advertising, but, you know, and honky-tonk and unbelief and all that as you go through one end to the other. There's something that God's on all the time. It says in James chapter 2, verse 19. Y'all like this? Is this all right this morning? Thou believest, oh, James, thou believest there is one God. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm big in God. I believe there's one God. He said, thou doest well. The devils also do believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, here's the side of it, here's the back side of it. He said, you believe, you think you're a hot shot because you did something, you believe there's a God. Oh, yeah, I believe there's a God. He said, that ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. Now, that was good for that day when you didn't believe in God. It's good you believed in one God. He said, but the devils have already pierced through there. He said, but wilt thou know, O vain man, empty man is what it means, That faith without works is dead. Let's say that part together. That faith without works is dead. All together. That faith without works is dead. And then he goes on, verse 21, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. So we got to act on what we see and what we hear. There's nothing. God is so efficient. He has never run something through you that was just like, huh, that really wasn't for you. It was for somebody else. It accidentally fell in your life. No, I think he's better than that. I think everything he tells you and shows you is for a reason. It's for you to act on it. Maybe not for you. Maybe you know something that someone else needs to know. You'll never use it yourself. That's the problem with some people is they want to do something with everything that comes by and every person that comes by. They think they have to max it out. No, you've got to learn to discern what's you and what's coming through you and what's coming to you. Some of it's not for you. You just pass it along. That's the same with money. It's not all for you, honey. Some of it's seed. Some of it's to be passed through. Amen. You know, the the factory sells a bunch of orders and they get in 10 million dollars because everybody pays their deal and they're thinking, "Dear God, we're rich. We got 10 million dollars." And then but all the all the hired help is standing outside saying, "Payday." <laughs> well, there's things that are to you and there's things to go through you. But there's always something coming. And you got to act on it. You got to react to it. In Romans chapter 4, we, we're going to look at a few scriptures here just to, just to imprint us with these things. I need to stir my capacity. I need to see the man that had five talents back there in Matthew 25. It said he went and did business with his five and the master said, that's what I wanted done. And I'm, gonna, I'm going to respond to what you did with what I gave you. And the man with two said, I went and traded also and I have two more. He said, good job. That's that's faith with works, but the man with one said, "You know, I really had a movie coming on HBO that I really wanted to see, and I just and I had some friends we was going to have over and barbecue some goat, and we were just going to well, shoot them up here, have us a big time." And Lord said, "That's not what I had in mind. I sent you something, I gave you something that was in was that was in line with who you had become, and you didn't act on it. You didn't do anything." new well lord we've already had the one so i just figured you know when one more came just do what i'd always done with one more he said no we're supposed to take a step are y'all here this morning in romans chapter 4 verse 19 we here's some things this is cool stuff not being weak in faith abraham considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. It says he staggered not. The word staggered there, I always love to tell this because it just impresses me. Staggered not means he separated not himself from the promise of God through unbelief. He would not be separated. You couldn't pull the promise of God out of him. It was in there, and if it went, he was going. If he was going, it was going. we got to be that way, where the promises of God are indistinguishable from us. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. That means there was lots of opportunities to have unbelief. How many of y'all know there's opportunities to have unbelief, to not go, to not do, to not react to what you've seen, seen and heard. <laughs> but when you do. When you just get out and dance in front of the uh, you know, and everybody's everybody's kind of taken back when Kevin did that. Woo! What happened? What's he doing? You should have been thinking, I want to go, I want to beat Kevin on this one. You didn't. You lost. You didn't get to do it for the first time. He did it the first time this morning. Some morning, somebody's going to beat Kevin. They're going to jump out in the aisle and Kevin's going to say, I've been whooped today. I I mean, I'm slow in the Lord. I'm I'm half half backslid this day. (laughs) Hallelujah. Who against hope believed in hope, verse 18, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall, so shall, where was I, so shall thy seed be. And not being weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was 100 years old. I'm all over this. Verse 20, he staggered not at the promise. Now I'm on verse 21. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. I'm just seeing if you're reading with me. If you're not, if you're not smiling, then you don't have a clue. Well, what's everybody laughing about? I told you to read the Bible with me. It was a test. Here he said in verse 18, who against hope believed in hope. Now, I, I looked up in Romans 8, 24. Well, you're right there. Just slip over to Romans 8. And it says in verse 24, I mean, I had to dig for this scripture. I didn't know where it was. I thought it was in chapter 4 or 5, something like that. But it's in, verse, it's in chapter 8, verse 24. And it says, for we are saved by hope. But here it is. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he yet hope for it? So the point is, is if you're satisfied with what you have and where you are, you're satisfied. Yes, Pastor, I'm satisfied. Don't want no more. Not looking for any more. I'm not asking any questions. Don't have any inquiries in my spirit. Don't have any uh, provokings going on in my life. I'm just. De- I'm happy as a dead, my dad always said, happy as a dead hog in the sunshine. Just, just laying out there with a grin. Just, you know, what could be better? If that's you, then what hope do you have? you already seen the end. But he said, you know, if that's not you, if you've got something stirring on the inside and you're going, man, I wish I could get over there. Anybody in here ever had that little rise up and you say, I want to get over there. <laughs> but I don't know how to get over there. It seems so far. It seems so hard to get over there. Well, you just do what's in front of you. You take a step. You do something for the first time. You just step out. You just, oh, but what, ha- what if it'll happen bad? What if it won't work out? It will. And we've all survived when it didn't in the sense of we, we, God's never failed us, but when we step out there and then try to step back, sometimes we fall. You've got to get single-minded about this. You know, when you say, bless God, I'm going to give $100. I've never given $100. I've tied the 100 And, you know, when they called for 100 but but I've never just said, bless God, I'm going to go to the next level. Well, I, I trust that uh, many of you have given $100 in here just as an example. But maybe it's that big 500 number. Or, that, yeah, that one triple O, and you go, I've never done that. I've never been able to do that. That's what we would say. But like that little Girl Scout commercial that where uh, she says, Honey, I don't have any money for your cookies. <laughs> oh, please, I'll just put you down for two boxes of snickerdoodles. That's the best commercial on TV right now. And I think the Lord originated that. When, he, when we come to him and say, oh, but Lord, I, don't, I can't take, do something for the first time. Oh, please, I'm just going to put you down for $2,000. You've been so blessed. I've been pouring it on you. I've been driving the devil back. I've been opening doors. I've been, I've been working on you. And you go, but I can't do something for the first time. Oh, please. Oh, please. Tipping God financially. Just tipping God in the church. Just tipping God. Not even good tipping. I mean, it's not even good tipping sometimes. Well, you know what's going to happen to the person that just keeps on doing the same thing, just keeps putting in the same thing? Well, I'm on fixed income. Well, you don't. You know, right now we're putting our kids through school. And right now, you know, we're trying to pay off some medical bills. And right now we're, oh, yeah, we've all got a story to tell. We all got a story to tell. You, you want a story? We just line them up here, and we could all tell a story. Of why we can't and shouldn't be able to, and why it's it's just not we're not able to take to do something we haven't done. But you just do it anyway. Because you gotta go to the next level. You gotta increase and enlarge your capacity. You'll never move off of high center. You gotta step out. Well, this isn't a good time. It will never be a good time. It will never be easy. The first step, the first time they ask you if you went to school, if you went to college or whatever, and you had to give a, 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 an oral presentation, whoo there have been grown men melt down, just completely evaporate in front of, of, couldn't do it. Just like, sick that day, we'll reschedule it. Well, I'll be sick that day, and can I just take an F? You know? But after you do it the first time, it was like, I'm the man believe I'll go into public speaking. See, the first time is intimidating. But after that, it's no big deal. Yeah, I've already taken care of that. I'm talking to y'all. I'm not telling you what it's about, but you know what it's about. You know what, where we're going with this. You know Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, where he's turning these things over. I like what Mark Brzee says. He says, just throw caution to the wind. Just throw caution to the wind. And do something you haven't... When's the last time you've done something for the first time? The pioneers that went over the Appalachians and started going into Ohio and, and, you know, all that sort of business. Nobody's ever been there except the Indians. So, you know, when you kiss your mama goodbye and say, I'm going out west, she's probably never going to see you again. But they went. Thank God. It wasn't just to them. It went through them for us. And people that have that politically and, and people that have valiantly given their lives and soldiers and the military and, and all these things, they've never been to the military before. They've never got their you-can't-touch-me armor on. They could die. So they got to, they amen, amen. So you got to do something for the first time. When's the last time you did something for the first time? We've got to grow up. And this is how you grow. It doesn't mean, well, I gave, you know, when I get when I get to be a millionaire, I'm gonna give the church this. We hear that not regularly, but we've heard it in years gone by. That you know that doesn't that doesn't work. Paul said by the Holy Ghost, he says you gotta give out of what you have, not what you don't have. (laughs) Hallelujah. So you gotta step out, you gotta throw caution to the wind, you gotta risk what people will think. Did you know that people don't think near as much about what you're doing and not doing as you think? (laughs) <laughs> we are very vain to think somebody's going to think. <laughs> well, if I do that, what will they think? They won't even notice you. <laughs> Did you notice when famous people die that they get, their, they get the, the, the CNN, they get the Fox, they get the newspapers for one day? And then we go on who who died the next day. And if famous men dying doesn't make a big deal, what about you running out around the room at Word of Life Church? What kind of big deal is that going to be? It's for you, not for us. It's for you. This up here, I don't know what's up here, but it's not for the church. Praise God, we're going to cash it. We're going to spend it. But it's not for us. It's for you. There's breakthrough here. See, there's a $1 bill there. It's not that they've never done that before, but they've never come up here and done that before. So now they can do more. It's just on them. There's an empowerment. There's an ability on them you got to enlarge your capacity so that you can have his glory and his anointing and his, his gifting. It's not just about money, and it's not just about running around the room, and it's not just about dancing. It's not just about lifting your hands, and it's not about speaking in tongues, and it's not about being healed. Thank God. Thank God for all of that, but it's about getting over there in his anointing. If you can't speak to your body, Lift them hands, open those ma- that mouth and speak in tongues. If you can't, if you can't lay hands on somebody and, them and, and, and minister to them, then how are you going to get the mountain moved out of your life? So when's the last time you did something for the first time? You know, the patent office in the 1870s, the head of the patent office said, 1870, 1890, Whatever, it was way back there. He said there are no, he said let's, he petitioned Congress to close down the patent office because he said every important invention that could be invented by man has already been processed. So, you know, we could even fall into that same category say, well, Lord, what could you do for my life? Well, just run and you'll see. Just give and you'll see. Just, just do something for the first time and you'll see. You can't even, it's it's a room of glory to see your assignment in Christ Jesus. Oh, i just love to see the Lord. Me too, and we will. But down here, what's just as glorious is seeing by faith where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do. That's the glory for us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. So to do that, oh, Lord, just make me an apostle to the nations. Well, wouldn't that be cool? We'd ride you down the street and have a confetti parade and said, here's the new apostle to the nation. Sir, what what are you going to do? I don't have a clue. I don't even know what apostle means and what nation to go. I don't know. No, we're going to have to take a step. We're going to have to do something that we've never done before to get to be apostles of the nations or whatever. Amen. Acts chapter 2. I'm almost finished. Acts chapter 2. If you react to every opportunity that the Lord gives you if you react to every increase he sends your way, then you will, you will come to a room or a place that you've never been that has more potential. Line upon line, here a little, there little. That's what the Lord does. He doesn't just zap you into the netherland. Financially, you go, man, finances are tough. I think that we could all say finances are tough in, in one sense. I mean, everybody could say that. And what a hypocrisy that we driving up in the finest... We left our finest homes with the finest air conditioning and the finest dog food and the finest picket fences and the finest sinks and anybody flushed their finest commode this morning? And then we go, well, we got financial troubles, Lord. I just, you know, I just it's hard here and you go to almost any other nation and they're going, "What? You people are insane." You got the finest in the world. You, you, you stepped out of the finest and drove the finest to the finest and had the finest and then drove home. And here we are, we're, we're, we're trotting out to the outhouse and we're, we're taking our kids down to the river to get bathed. <laughs> we are blessed. But that's not the point. The point is, is God, that's just relative. That's just a picture. God wants to take you in that same scenario. He wants to take you in the Spirit to that very place. Spiritually speaking, many Christians are going down to the river to bathe their kids and and trucking it up in a bucket, spiritually speaking, because they just said, this is all there is. And family, I'm telling you, there's so much more. We had, I hath not seen nor hear heard what God has prepared for them that love him. But then it says there, but God hath revealed them to us by his spirit. So he's talking. He's on 24-7. Talking to Kevin, talking to Melissa, talking to Paul, talking to Myron, talking to you saying, come up, come up, come up, do something new today. Take a step of faith today. Stay fresh today. Don't live in yesterday. It's, it's kind of soured. It's kind of old. It's kind of not good yesterday. Well, it was good yesterday. Well, yeah, when you bought those bananas and they were all yellow and everything, wasn't that good. But five days later, mm-hmm. I believe we'll just chunk that banana. It don't look so good. But it was fine five days ago. The things of God, if you just stay in them, they don't, they don't, they're not that fun. You gotta move up. He's fresh tomorrow. He's fresh, I mean he's fresh today, but the things of God are he's pulling you into a tomorrow. Are you in Acts chapter 2? When's the last time you did something for the first time? That's when you had victory. That's when you got something new. That's when the door opened. That's when people came into your life. That's when the money came. That's when the anointing came. That's when the supernatural began to show up. When you stepped out and did something for the first time, it wasn't living out of something you just knew and knew and did and did, and I've always done it this way, and I've always had it this way. That's not when the good things of God came. I'm waiting on God for my miracle. I'm waiting on God to do something. Lord, if you want to do something, he does. He wants to get you off of your chair. And get out and do something, even if it's little. That's when the miracle will start. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 says, And when the, city, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. How many of you all know that was a miracle? <laughs> Woo, and suddenly, and suddenly, and suddenly. Say suddenly. I want you to notice that suddenly they were all sitting there. It says we know that they were there as long as 10 days. 10 days. You know, a lot of people would have jumped and run because they're going, 10 days? I don't have 10 days for anything. i got to be out there working on my problem, working on my situation, working on my trouble. i got to be out there doing what I've always been doing that never has revealed, never has produced, never has done anything. i got to be out there working on that thing. What are we doing here doing a new thing? We've never done this before. They just sat there because Jesus said, go and wait for me till the promise of the Father should be revealed. Well, I know some things. That he wants me to do for the first time. I've never done them before. Do you know some things that Father wants you to do that you've never done before? I'm going to ask that again because a lot of y'all are just looking at me. Do you know some things in the Holy Ghost that God has led you, that he has shown you, that he has that, that he's spoken to you, that you know are in your future, that someday you will do them for the first time? We're gonna get the rest of you saved. I promise you this morning, it, this is your day. He's been talking to you. And if you if you deny it, you're just you're just you're how are you in this place this morning? What are you doing here? All of a sudden, they're just sitting around. I don't know what they're doing. They're not they're not speaking in tongues. So what are they doing? They're just there. And it says, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared upon them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. That had never happened before. Do you all know that? And they all were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, we go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we find out that Jesus appeared bodily to over 500 people. After he was raised from the dead... I mean, he was crucified, he was buried, and he arose from the dead. The Bible says that he appeared to 500 people. How many of y'all believe that in those 500, he probably told them or they understood there was more than just a resurrected Christ that let's go find out where this man's going, find out what he's doing, find out where he's gathered up. This is an event we need to take a step toward. 500 people. If your Grandma Louise who's been gone for 25 years, if she showed up at the dinner table when you got home today, would you be a little bit, it's like, this is, this is hokey. This is woo. You'd examine it. You wouldn't just say, hey, grandma, you want some more ketchup on your french fries? No, it'd be, it'd be and so 500 people knew about this meeting at the upper room, but only 120 did something for the first time. 380 did not react. Or couldn't take off work. There it is. I got my vacation scheduled for October. We ain't taking off no days. No! You got to make radical steps in the natural realm to have the supernatural flow of God in His realm. And His realm will always affect and change your realm. I've never moved from Texas, I mean, I'd never moved from Texas to another state before. It was new. There was no manual written. There was nobody that could say, hey, this is how we did it. See what it does for you. You just had to take a step. Has it paid? It's going to pay for thousands of people before it's over. Me being here is going to change people's lives, just like you being here is going to change people's lives. It's not just me, but I mean everybody, when they make a decision in God, it affects other people. When you buy the doorknob at Lowe's, somebody else didn't buy it. (laughs) So it changed their lives somehow. They had to order another one. They had to, you know, make one. Then that guy had to come in. I mean, it changed somebody. There's a chain for everything you do. 380 people had no suddenly. What did it say there? It says, and suddenly there came a sound. 380 people had no suddenly. Y'all, we have to live by the suddenlies. Otherwise, we'll be living as mere men. Corinthians talks about mere men, just living as natural men. They live, they're born, they live, and they die. So when's the last time you did something for the first time? When's the last time? Come on, let's, let's, let's just meditate this for a second. When's the last time you did something for the first time? When's the last time you took something to a neighbor for the first time? I've never taken a cake to a new neighbor, but here, you're the first one. When's the last time you did something for the first time? When's the last time you just prayed for somebody? When's the last time you just started reading through the Bible? When's the last time? When's the last time? Thank you, Jennifer. 2 Timothy chapter 4 says, At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. At my first answer, no man. 1 Timothy 4, 16. Well, we'll just turn there then. It's 2 Timothy actually, and this is good. 1 Timothy 4, 16. At my first answer, at my first answer, when I stepped out there, it seemed like nothing. It was it was as scary as I imagined at My first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. See, that's the fear. That is what comes on, all of us, when we endeavor to do something for the first time, is that nobody approved of it. Everybody was looking at me like, what? tree did you fall out of, and it didn't even seem like God was there. I had no buzz. I had no illumination. I had no light step. I mean, it was just natural, and you know? I was like, God, I'm stepping out. I'm, I'm on this. Our Lord, I'm way out there. Where is the f- good feelings? But it says, it goes on, Um, four sixteen and 6, yeah, there I am. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. Now, this is the good news this morning, I'm telling y'all. When's the last time you did something for the first time? You're not going to get a real rush before you do it. Oh, I'm fixing to sew $100. I'm fixing to sew $500. And boy, do I feel good. Whoo, I feel so good. I know this is God because I feel so good that my rent is going to the church. you know, or whatever you took it out of, whatever, whatever it pulled on, whatever it, because you just didn't have 500 hanging out. So you just said, I'm going to do it anyway. Say anyway. anyway. Uh, anything you do for the first time is always going to be anyway. It's not going to be like, yeah, I got this extra. It doesn't mean anything when you do it because you just got it extra. It's got to be something anyway or instead of. So, and so you talk it over with your wife. That's not always good. I hear 500. Do I hear 600? (laughs) 500 for the first time. Ever given 500 before? Ever had 500 to give? Do you have 500 to give right now? Amen. When's the last time you did something for the first time? Well, You know, this is hard. If you're in the natural realm, faith is always going to be challenging. But we're called to live by faith. When's the last time you did something for the first time? Are you meditating that right now? i got 12 minutes. We're meditating. When's the last time I did? Because, see, that's what makes you grow. That's what causes the miraculous. That's what causes increase. That's what causes the suddenlies to come. These 120 were filled with God. It had never happened before. Jesus was the only one that had ever received the infilling of God. And now there's 120 God-men and God-women in the earth for the first time. What could you do? What should you do? It says, uh, the Lord strengthened me. The Lord stood by me and strengthened me. Say it with me. He strengthened me. So when you do something, see, the Lord's strengthening you right now, Kevin. He's strengthened you. Now, your mind may be going, where am I going to get this and why did I do this? It doesn't matter. The Lord will strengthen you, strengthen you financially, strengthen you in your, in your, in your endeavor. He will strengthen you. I'm just waiting right now. I'm just, I'm just, we're waiting for you to do something for the first time. Some of it will be at home. I hope most of it will be away from here. But some of it has got to happen this morning. And there's 11 minutes. Should we play you some music? Would it make it easier for you to be able to obey God if we played you some doodle-doodle-doo? And you go, ooh, I feel good. I feel my body's in tune with the will of God now that we got some music. Well, you don't get no music this morning. When's the last time you did something for the first time? When's the last time you stepped out and did something that you have never done, but you wanted to, and you've got it in your head someday? And you know, someday is always not today. But faith ought to be today. When's the last time you did something for the first time? I have, I have never done this before. As you know, I've never done a service like this before. Woo! thank you, Lord. I wrote down here. Sometimes you can't get rid of something old. You just got to do something you've never done before and let it crowd out the old. That's real good. Sometimes you can't wait till when I get rid of these bills, then I'll do something new. Sometimes you just got to give, and when you give, it crowds out. The harvest crowds out the old. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. When's the last time? Praise God. When's the last time? Man, if you can't remember, it's time to do something new this morning. Now, I could run around the room, and that would give some of y'all some relief because you're going, man, I didn't run the first time with the pastor, and last week I didn't run with the pastor. But if he breaks loose, I'm on it. I'm not running this morning. And I'm not throwing the water because I already... All right, girl, now that's what we're waiting for. Hallelujah. Okay. Okay. See, I could take her fishing and we would fill the boat up. Because she understands. Make plans to not do what you've been doing until you've done something you've never done. Let's make plans not to do it the way we've always done it until we can do it the way we've never done it. If you give a $6 offering every time you come, praise God. Your faithfulness, the Bible says, the faithful shall abound with blessings. Thank God. But sometimes you just gotta bust out and go up to seven dollars. And when you do, you can't go back to six or five or four. I mean there's nothing wrong with one and five and four and all that. Nothing wrong with wherever you've been, except it stinketh. It's old. It ain't fresh. It's not empowering you. It's not getting you out there where the good stuff is. It's not getting you where the the suddenlies are. You've got to break over into the suddenlies. You've got to get over there where you've never been to have something you've never had so you can be what you've never been, so you can do what you've never done. You think this thing's going to change? You think your life's going to change doing what you've been doing? You're waiting on God to do something, and he sent Jesus to do all that should be and could be done. He said it is finished. Now it's in your court. Say it's my time. Better. It's my time. Now, we're all going to stand up. As one great speaker said, we're going to adjust our underwear. Now, we're all going to sit down. Mr. McDee, just sit back down. I just wanted to make sure y'all could. I was concerned a little that You couldn't get up and do something that you've never done. This is Paul's folks here, and I, I don't want to apologize to y'all, but hallelujah. <laughs> just bear with me because Jesus is doing work this morning. And we're gonna let him have his way. You've never testified about that publicly. This is the first time you've ever testified about it. The devil is defeated concerning migraine headaches in Tabitha Jarnigan. No pressure. No pressure. Testifying's good. It tells everybody where you are and that you're not going back. If you don't tell anybody you're afraid, you're thinking, what if it comes back and I told somebody? Just it just tell it, it's not coming back. Does anybody else have a testimony right now that just says, this is, this is what God's done for me, and I'm going to stand on it, and I'm not going to lose it? Well, amen. Are you all nervous? No, I'm not nervous this morning. Hallelujah. Let's see if I have another scripture. The power is in the first time. It clears a path for blessings. Once you shout because you love God, the mountain will move. Once cancer's defeated in the body of Christ then anybody can be healed of cancer. Once you give a $1,000, you can do it at will. I'll read that one again. Once you give something you've never given, from then on, you can give it at will. Once you run around the church, you can raise the dead. There's no resurrection people here that have not run around the church. I promise you that. Until you've run around the church... They better they better get well. You better have an ambulance 911. But once you've run around the church, you can raise them from the dead. Because once you've done something you've never done, then you can do something else you've never done. Got one more. Amen. Come on, girl. Make a lap right there. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us get over there where we've never been. Help us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You can play a little bit now, Kevin. I'm going to reward y'all for... See, we got the first tier of people that can do it without the music. We've got, we got true pioneers out there. But, you know, even if I didn't make the first trip, I'd want to I'd be a pioneer. I wouldn't want to leave... Three minutes. I wouldn't want to leave this service without having done something that I've never done before. Maybe you're doing it right there. Maybe you're promising in your heart. There's things, and I, and I don't say this because I... Well, I just won't say that. that that'll that just complicate it. Amen. But there's honor involved. Sometimes you just got to go home and say, I'm going to change the way I honor some people or some things I'm going to react to people in authority or in my life or whatever. And you just, you just say, I'm going to do something I've never done for the first time. And things will change. Let's stand up again. Mr. McDaniel's waiting to see. <laughs> Let's everybody in here lift our hands before our...